Do you want more energy and less cravings? You might be on a blood sugar roller coaster. A lot of times when we're not balancing our blood sugar with the foods that we eat and the way we live our lives, we end up with lousy energy and those cravings to dig into candy or snacks throughout the day. Or maybe you need to work on lowering your blood sugar numbers. Maybe you've been to a doctor's appointment recently and you were told that you have elevated blood sugars or prediabetes. Or maybe you struggle with the inability to lose weight and body fat. At the time that this podcast airs, we're getting ready for our April Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge. This challenge will take place inside of the Goal Getters Group. It's only $9.99 per month to join the Goal Getters Group, plus you can try it out for free with a one-week free trial. Join the April Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge as we work to implement a new blood sugar balancing hack every week in April. The challenge begins on Monday, April 1st, 2024, and is a 30-day month-long challenge. We will focus on a new habit each week to habit stack and create a better blood sugar balancing routine, focusing on more protein, veggies, vinegar, and movement. Each one of these hacks is designed to improve our metabolism, create better blood sugar balance, improved energy, reduce cravings, and work to lower overall blood sugar numbers to improve our blood work too. Join the challenge to have support and accountability with the other Goal Getters members along with guidance from your registered dietitian, me, Brittany. Join the Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge by joining the Goal Getters group with the link below in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Your Life Nutrition Podcast. I'm Brittany Libertor, your registered dietitian nutritionist and mindful eating dietitian. Here on the podcast, we will be answering your questions all about nutrition and wellness while breaking down nutrition misinformation and giving you the truth that you can apply to your life. We will focus on changing your habits and your mindset to help you become a healthier version of yourself and a more mindful eater. Let's ditch the diets forever, find food freedom where you can eat pizza and ice cream all without the guilt, learn how to create balanced meals and snacks, and reach your health and nutrition goals. Let's do this. Hey, I'm Brittany Libertor, your registered dietitian nutritionist and mindful eating dietitian. Welcome back, Katie. Hello, it is great to be back. It's been a while since we have been together doing this. Uh, actually, this time we are virtual and I love it. It feels like we're in person together. I know. This is so, so cool. So yeah, Katie and I are trying out a different system with our podcasting this time since she moved. So we're trying to figure things out so we can keep on recording these great podcasts for you guys. So let us know if you have any tips or suggestions or let us know how the quality is. Let us know what you think. But in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how trying to out-exercise a bad diet or all the food you ate is actually not a thing and can actually be a sign of disordered eating and even a disordered relationship with food. So, you know, we're right in the midst of the holiday season right now. And Katie and I actually, at the time of this recording, we just finished up Thanksgiving. It's the Monday after Thanksgiving. And, you know, even some of my clients were telling me that their um, trainer at the gym or the person teaching the group fitness class was saying something like, oh, great job for coming to class. You can like earn yourself, you, you earn another piece of pie or whatever. And just like 
that mindset is honestly very toxic to our relationship with food, how we approach food, how much we feel like we get to eat. It kind of gives this whole mentality that we earn our food, which just isn't true. So um, we just wanted to bring to light that mindset today and hopefully give you some ways to shift your thinking. But since Katie and I both experience our own past disordered eating and eating disorders, we just wanted to share a little bit about how we used to think about this and how we think about it now. So Katie, can you just tell us a little bit more about how you kind of handled that whole mindset with like holiday treats and cookies and like exercise in the past? Yeah. First, I just want to say I absolutely love this topic because I think that this was probably one of the most triggering things for me uh, when I had my eating disorder. It was absolutely like debilitating to be around the holidays and to have all these treats around you and you felt like you had to eat it all or you couldn't eat any of it. And it was the worst kind of situation, predicament, feeling you could possibly imagine. So I guess, you know, back in the day, I really felt like um, you know, cookies and, and those types of things that come out around the holidays, that was the only time that I could eat them. Um, and so I really capitalized and took it on that moment of like, oh my gosh, like I got to do this. I got to eat all this now. Um, and now that I've worked with Brittany and that I've healed and that I really, um, am more mindful, I'm like very selective with the treats and things that I like and what I'm craving. And Hey, maybe I'm craving a piece of pie and a cookie that night. Okay. That's great. That's wonderful. I'm going to have both. Um, but what I really am not doing, what I used to do would be going back to the table again and again to the counter, to the counter, getting more and more and more cookies because for the past year, I wouldn't let myself have a, you know, my mom's chocolate chip cookies or something like that, or, you know, a whole, pumpkin pie from Patterson's or, you know, the type of the family traditions, the types of foods that you just love. Um, and it really was like the most just, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just so hard to like get past that of letting myself just go and eat what I choose, but also not overdoing it. Um, Mm -hmm. Having that food freedom has really given me the ability to do so. But I will say it's the triggering comments, like you said, Brittany, where you're in a workout class, you're at the gym, and someone's like, oh, that extra pumpkin pie, you know, you earned a slice. And I heard that um, every year. I hear that every year. Um, and actually, I was in a class this year, and I heard that, and I it didn't bug me at all. And I'll tell you why it didn't bug me. It actually made me chuckle. Like, I actually, like, laughed a little bit. I was like, oh, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of more of my approach of, like, you know, before it was absolutely really triggering for someone to say something like that. But now I'm more like, okay, like, this person just doesn't really know, isn't super cognizant of the people with eating disorders that may be in the room or not even have an eating disorder. Maybe you're on your weight loss journey or you're on some type of a health journey. Um, So now I really look at that and I encourage people to look at it this way as well as saying, like, that person just doesn't know. They haven't come on. They haven't listened to maybe a podcast that Brittany and I run things like that. And so for me in that moment, I could either choose to just kind of chuckle along and think that, oh, you know, they're just kind of being good spirits on this wonderful holiday that we're about to, you know, spend time with family and friends, or I could go back and have a binge because I'm angry. That person said that of like giving me that permission of like, yeah, I earned five pieces of pie. No, 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 no. I am here 
going on a run, going on a walk. Recently got back into yoga. Um, I'm, I'm here doing these things that really make me feel good, right? About me and who I am and my body mm-hmm. and all that kinds of, you know, great stuff. Um, and so by doing that, it's like, okay, I'm giving myself that permission to allow myself to be mindful, welcome into the holiday season and not overdo it, but by doing it and enjoying yourself. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yes. I, I'm no, thank you for, thank you for sharing. And I'm just so glad that you said like, you don't let it bother you anymore. And, you know, I guess my whole thing with like, it does bother me and just that I don't want someone who doesn't understand eating psychology to be promoting that type of thought process. That's where I'm bothered because while it doesn't, I don't believe that statement that they shared of like, oh, you can have another piece of pie. You earned it in today's spin class or whatever it is. It's not the right mindset because here's what I used to struggle with. And very similar to you, Katie, there were many years where I struggled with restriction, where I wouldn't allow myself to have those sweets, even on the holidays because they were deemed as bad, right? I wasn't able to, I wouldn't allow myself to eat them. And then after some time of restriction, I eventually got so tired of it and my body was overly hungry and just oh so overstimulated by the amount of restriction that I went completely 180 that and went to the binge um, cycle. And so that is very common, the restrict and binge cycle. And that's mostly because when we tell ourselves we can't have something, we just end up eventually wanting it and giving in. And just it's that mental fatigue of like, I've restricted for so long that, you know, I went to so many parties and, you know, removed myself from so many social situations and gatherings and places where I would be tempted to eat those things because I didn't want to give into that. And then now, um, you're not now, but, um, so time after that in college, I really struggled with the binge aspect where it was then when I would be at holiday parties or really a lot of times I would just say, oh, yep, this is the day that I can eat all the things and I would have this restriction tomorrow again. Like, so it's like, here's the free for all now and you're not going to have any leftovers. You're not going to allow yourself to eat any morsel of that tomorrow. So come midnight tonight, you're done, (laughs) you know, because tomorrow's a new day or the next morning or whatever. And so it was, that then became a huge mental battle of, okay, I'm at this party. I don't even feel like I'm being present except for with the food. I would just be shoveling in every dessert, even things I didn't really like. Like I remember eating candy that I didn't really care for, pies that I wasn't crazy about, you know, all the things that I just would not allow myself. Those were on like the bad, quote unquote, bad food list in my mind. You know, not that I said that out loud, but um, I'd allow myself to have it. I feel like absolutely garbage after like comatose even of just being like, Oh my gosh, I just, all those sugars, all that sugar, all those carbs. And just, man, I feel like crap. And then that leads you into that guilt spiral. Uh, what did I just do? What was that? You were so reckless. You can't control yourself around food. Like it was such, again, like it was a mental battle, you know, with the restriction, it was a mental battle with the binging and restriction and under eating leads most in most cases to binge eating. Because again, your body is just going to be craving what you're not allowing it to have. 
And so with healing my relationship with food and realizing that I actually, you know, well, okay, let me back up. So after one of those binge episodes, like a Thanksgiving, like a Christmas, like a holiday party or a birthday party or whatever, where I would finally allow myself to have all the things that I restricted, then it was wake up the next morning and say, I need to undo this damage. It would be, okay, I'm heading up to the gym. I'm going on the treadmill, the elliptical. I'm going to run outside. I'm going to do all the exercises all day long to see how many calories I can burn to simply burn off all that I ate. So it can be the um, before exercising or the after exercising, trying to, again, earn the food that you had or undo the damage. And, you know, one of the things that I absolutely hate, I actually saw this around Halloween, is I hate when blogs will show like the Halloween candy and then like how much exercise you need to do to burn off that piece of Halloween candy or same thing with like pie or whatever, but it'll be like, you need to do 300 minutes of jumping jacks to like, like something absolutely ridiculous to burn off that piece of pecan pie or whatever. And, you know, again, it just, it's such a bad mindset because again, like that's just the forced movement too of like, well, I was planning on getting some movement in, but I should do like two hours worth because of all the food that I ate yesterday. I have to like make sure that the scale is not going to go up too much. And really at the end of the day, like I know people ask me about this all the time, like, oh, well, I burned like 350 calories during my workout, according to my watch or my Fitbit, or like the treadmill says that I burned 800 calories in this session. The calories that you're burning at the gym or with your watch, they're estimates anyway. So don't worry about them. Don't live and breathe by that. Don't live and die by that. And that again, also can go back to this like relationship of food of like, are you looking at every food that you eat as a number? you know, whether you're tracking points or calories or whatever, like, I don't think that that's helpful to get inundated with. Well, because at the end of the day, are you just focusing on like, how much do you need to burn off to kind of even things out, you know, as opposed to looking at the, the fun, the enjoyment and the nourishment that you're getting out of food, you know, that's like definitely a much better way to handle it. And I was just kind of going to recap a little bit about like this past Thanksgiving weekend, we had multiple different events that we went to for family and I love my sweets. I am a sweets girl. I love the trying the different pies. Our family always makes all these kinds of homemade pies and treats and it's, it's awesome. And by giving myself full unconditional permission to eat them and eat the amount that feels best in my body, I love the fact that I can take pieces of each one, have enough to be satisfied, and then move on. Take the rest home for leftovers if I wanted. You know, have half of a serving of something or a few bites of something to be satisfied in that. And not feeling like I have to gorge myself and overeat it because I can't have it tomorrow. You know, we took home some leftovers of different things and being able to eat it at a time that it sounded exciting again was really cool. I didn't never allowed myself to do that in the past. And so to be able to heal that disordered 
relationship with food and to be able to um, not worry about how much I was going to work out the next day either, or the, how much I worked out on Thanksgiving, you know, um, in order to earn my food. Like that's just not part of my thought process anymore. I did get moving on the treadmill a little bit on Thanksgiving morning um, because I knew that we were going to be sitting a lot. We were going to be doing a lot of time in the car and I knew I was going to feel my best doing that, but it's not like I forced myself to do a certain amount of time. I think it ended up being like 15 to 20 minutes. So it was still something, but it wasn't what it was before where it had to have been a timed situation to like, you know, out exercise. I agree. It's so funny because uh, I actually had um, just like an interesting experience on Thanksgiving. So I went um, to yoga with my boyfriend's mom. And then after that, we got out of yoga and we were just like, you know, like we just felt like it didn't hit the spots that we wanted it to, right? So we kind of both looked at each other and we were like, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to go for a walk? And so we did, but it didn't feel like there was like a lot of effort included in it. It was just like a fun, effortless day that included many activities and lots of eating. And it was just like, you know, I hopped from like my boyfriend's family's place to my place. Like it was, you know, lots of family and friends and food and exercise and I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, I really don't even think about like, wow, I'm doing this to burn off my meal. Whereas in past years, I totally thought like that all the time. I would like, Mm -hmm. you know, should I sign up for a 5k? Should I go on a run and then eat all these calories and, and binge and binge? And now I'm like, no, like I use Thanksgiving day as a day off from work, Mm -hmm. a day to friends, a day to be able to move my body because I have that extra time, right? You know, you're not stressed out on your job and you're not running around going from one place to the next. Well, you kind of are depending on how you do Thanksgiving, but you get the point. And, and it's a time to eat the food that maybe you do or don't like. I mean, who says you have to like everything at the holiday table, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, you know, whatever holiday you and your family celebrate around this time of the year, you know, if there's something that's really special to you that you enjoy eating, do it. Like there were times that like, I wouldn't, you know, eat certain foods and stuff because certain really special foods, right? Because I was like, Oh, that's fattening or that's not healthy. And it's really a time. And I want to do this this season. And I've been doing it for sure is to really just like cherish, like, the moment with the people around you and the traditions and the food and the culture mm-hmm. and that's included into this time of the year, because who you are, where you are, no matter what, this is a special time of year. And, um, it it's cool. cool. Right. And when you're like, so focused on like eating all the things or, you know, worrying about what you have to do tomorrow at the gym or later on that day to like make up for all the damage, quote unquote, that you made with your eating. It just gets to be so distracting from the reason we're actually there. My favorite line that I repeat to my clients all the time is the holidays are about the food, but not all about the food. (laughs) And again, like, when you have a healthy relationship with food, you can look at all the food and be like, I'm going to eat my absolute favorites and I'm super excited about it. And again, like, you know, things that I enjoyed over Thanksgiving, there were some things that I just took a few bites of and I was like actually full, like, cause it was dessert and it was like, gosh, I've eaten all day already, you know? 
And whereas before it would be this like forced, like I need to finish it all because I can't have any tomorrow where I'm like, yeah, probably tomorrow I'm going to have some chocolate. Maybe we're going to go get some ice cream. Like, you know, there's always going to, when you have the abundance mindset versus a restriction mindset, the abundance mindset is there's always going to be more which is so true. Like we live, most of us are very fortunate that we live in a land and an environment of abundance. Like if you didn't get your pumpkin pie fix on Thanksgiving, you can go and buy a pumpkin pie or go buy the ingredients to make a pumpkin pie and you can have it again, you know, versus saying I can only have it once a year. And like, this is it. And like, I'm going to gorge myself on it. Cause it's also like, I mean, you do you, some people, doesn't bother them if they feel overfull and they overeat. They don't like that's not mentally hurting them. Like they don't like feel guilty about it. Versus I feel like a lot of people, especially women, I feel like we tend to like feel guilty about, oh my gosh, I overeat. I don't feel good. And like we fixate on that, which can then lead us down like more of that spiral of like eat and different things like that. So I think it's just important to make sure that we are um you know, being mindful about, Hey, am I, you know, allowing myself food freedom to practice eating in the way that I, you know, feel my, feel my best. Am I, you know, or am I just eating things cause it's there or I feel like I can't have it tomorrow. So it's, it's all a practice and definitely something we focus on in the coaching program of like work on those fear foods work on those foods that maybe you haven't been super comfortable with in the past or you didn't allow yourself to have work on eating that in a mindful way, slow it down, you know, take sips of water in between bites, engaging conversation. Again, think about like the whole reason you're there. Think about who made it, give gratitude for that, you know? So again, you know, we're, we're in this holiday time now, the Christmas cookies and the holiday treats and stuff are getting to be like in bigger abundance around our environments, our homes, work, different things like that. And so it's just really important to make sure that we are positioning ourselves to allow food freedom and to say, I can actually focus also after I eat the things that I really enjoy, I'm going to focus on joyful movement. I'm going to focus on movement that I enjoy and eating foods and amounts that feel best in your body. Cause again, if you're going to force yourself, well, you know, running burns the most calories. So, you know, I ate so much today. I really should go on like a three mile run tonight or tomorrow. But if that doesn't bring you joy to run and you're dreading it, find a way of movement that you enjoy. You know, that is going to be so much more, like you said, Katie, going on a walk and just like making that a part of like holiday fun as well. Sometimes we do that, you know, if the weather's pretty mild, it's like, oh, okay, who wants to go on a walk for a half hour, you know, and come back and enjoy, keep enjoying the party. So I think it's just, again, important to remember that you don't need to earn your food. Yeah, there's one other thing too that I like occurred to me this year. So this is like the first year where I've ever split the holidays with a significant other. I can't talk. <laughs> um, and so one thing that I never really thought about, but then I've also I guess I've thought about it a little bit. But it's like okay, you know how it's like some families are like, well, we're gonna eat at three, and then we're gonna go over to Sally's and we're gonna eat at five, and then we're gonna go to Joey's and we're gonna eat at like eight thirty. And so, um, I don't know, like everybody who's listening, you know, what your family dynamic is like, if you have a significant other, or maybe there's a sister or sister-in-law and you go to that person's house or, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, um, one thing I really, and I naturally kind of do as well is like, 
I knew that we were gonna, I was gonna eat at my house at, um, it was gonna be like, you know, five, six o'clock by the time we ate dinner. So I made sure that like, I ate like a salad at my boyfriend's house, um, it, like around lunchtime or whatever. And then I think for breakfast, I, I don't remember what I did for breakfast, but the point is, is that like, I, wanted to nourish my body throughout the day because that's something that I haven't done in the past and I Mm -hmm. haven't been doing that during the holidays because I would save up everything for this one grandiose meal and so it's so funny because I'm definitely super comfortable in my skin where I say language like like you know you know hey can I have a salad because this is I and it's like you can say things in a really polite way and not like offend people Mm -hmm. and um You know, if somebody's offering one thing and you say, hey, do you happen to have some veggies in your fridge or something like that? Mm-hmm. And it's literally like the people around you, they are not going to care. They're not going to be offended. And again, this is I'm telling you, like my order of kind of how I want to eat that day. Your order could be opposite. You could wake up and have a couple cinnamon rolls and that could be your family tradition. And then you work your way backwards or however, whatever, right. you know. But for me, I just kind of knew like there were certain things that I wanted to eat at my mom and dad's that I really love that were maybe more, um, you know, treat oriented or whatever, you know, more of the fun foods, more of the rich stuff. And so, yeah, like pacing yourself throughout the day too, can be helpful to make you feel your best. That's, that's so huge. I did. And it felt, you know, you felt, it was like, it's like that when you come to that full circle moment of like, you really feel like you are serving yourself and food mm-hmm. is served and there isn't, you know, anger and there isn't hatred and self-hate and don't get me wrong. I mean, I do have my moments where I'm like, Ooh, like I don't feel as beautiful or I feel maybe I'm not this or that, whatever. But at the end of the day, like when I can say right now, I look back at things, Thanksgiving and it's Monday and I can honestly say that I didn't have a binge and that I didn't feel you know, horrible about my body to the point was going to like lose it. That is a beautiful blessing because that shows self-work and that shows self-love. And to get It does. And just like the fact that your memories of the holiday are not remembering how much food you binged on and how bad you felt after. And that is such a gift. And like, I I want that for every single listener because if you feel like you've been struggling on this, like I, we, there's, there's hope for you. And, you know, this is something we can help you on as well. Um, you know, the whole reason I meant to say this at the beginning, the whole reason I even had this idea for this podcast episode, it wasn't just because of the fact that this is something that's discussed again, like kind of what we said, where people think that, oh yeah, you earn another piece of pie, you know, from the workout you did. But actually it came to me because there was some TikTok video of a guy who was talking about how much activity you would have to do to burn off one crumble cookie. So for those of you guys who are familiar with the trending um, cookie shop that's kind of come to uh, popularity in the last couple of years, the crumble cookies are like a cookie and a cupcake kind of had a baby. Like it's like a massive cookie topped with all this frosting and they're really decadent and delicious and rich. And, you know, he's talking about, oh my gosh, I had two cookies and like, that's so much exercise to like, but I would also ask like, you know, when I, when I talk with clients about overeating those overeating, those types of foods, a couple of things that I ask them is 
Number one, did you feel good eating all that you did? Did you feel like, how did your body feel? Did it feel good or not? Okay. If you didn't, um, if you didn't feel great, like then why, you know, and what led you again, is it restriction? Do we need to like have more fun in our eating like day to day so that we don't feel so deprived where then we end up in these situations where we just like kind of go like every, we let loose and we just eat all the things. Or was it that you needed to have a balanced meal before you had that dessert because you really went into super hungry. And so you were going to need a lot to feel satisfied. And we know that things like protein and fiber are going to help fill you up and keep you feeling energized and feeling really good. And if we didn't have any of that in our system and then just had like kind of a sugar load, then we probably aren't going to feel that good after. So it's like kind of thinking about how do we structure some of those treats around um, our eating to help us feel our best as well. So there's so many things to work on. It's not just like having more willpower and control around the food. It's not about that. A lot of it is all mindset of what's my relationship with food like, but also how am I nourishing my body the rest of the day that could be triggering these actions. So just wanted to kind of bring it full circle for like why we wanted to talk about this today. And we just hope that you truly enjoy the holiday season, all of your fun favorites. And if you are struggling doing that in a mindful way, reach out. I would love to chat with you more about how you can make improvements in this area like Katie has. And yeah, we hope that you found this information to be helpful and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Do you struggle with figuring out what foods to eat and how to meal plan? Maybe it's stress or emotional eating, not feeling comfortable in your clothes, feeling overwhelmed with weight gain, or maybe you need to lower your blood pressure, blood sugar, or cholesterol. If you answered yes to any of those questions, I would love to help you. To learn more about working with me, either one-on-one or to join our private accountability group called the Goal Gutters Group, head to my website, www.yourlifenutrition.org. If you want to have a free discovery call to see if we'd be a good fit to work together, fill out the coaching application and I will contact you to set up our call and we can see which option would work best for you. On the Your Life Nutrition website, you will also find recipes, testimonials, and other blog posts that you might find helpful on your journey. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to follow along with more things Your Life Nutrition, you could check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Your Life Nutrition, where I love to post daily inspiration to help you become a healthier version of yourself.